Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb And welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm your other host, Sean. And joining us today, we have a special guest, Joe, from the Protagonist Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, thanks. We want to welcome you to the show. And we're here today to talk about Minute 23. Sean, do you have those minute summaries? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me lay it out for you. So in Minute 23... Uh, Phil asks Rita to give him a good heart slap, and <laughs> she cheerfully obliges. Uh, Phil is being serious for once, and now it's Groundhog Day, and we get Phil on camera again for the first time. <laughs> All right, so let's let's start with the the best part is the slap. Yes, she is so, so ready to slap him. <laughs> I like the I like the thing that Larry had that camera ready as soon as he said and he has slap. Larry's like, "Oh my god, really? This is this is Christmas come very yeah, early." I want to get this. Yeah, we're gonna get this on tape. And he seems a little. Um, he's like a little surprised and a little impressed at the quality of the slap. Like she really gives it to yeah, him. Yeah, I think that's him being ignorant of how annoying he was the previous day to her. Like he's like, "Oh, I didn't really deserve that slap." I mean, I said it, but I didn't deserve it. It's like. No, Phil, you did. You got a long way to learn. <laughs> and you'll have plenty of time to do that learning. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, so this, this that clip is definitely going to go into Larry's like secret stash like at the studio. <laughs> he has stashes of all just incriminating and hilarious bits. And he's like, oh, I'm going to edit that out and make sure. Yeah, his own little private uh, blooper reel, so to speak. And Oh, definitely. So... So when she's asking uh, Phil if he's drunk, do you think that like I said, Rita's a new producer here, but do you think in her lot of line work she has dealt with like drunk coworkers? She's like, oh my god, not again! Like I'm having another one of these, <laughs> or is it just uh, a go-to explanation for really absurd and odd on you know behavior <laughs> at the workplace? Like, okay, what mm. something's off? You are off. Let's go through a checklist of what this could be. First and easiest and possibly the most common something she's experienced before would be, are you drunk at work right now? Yeah. Cause I mean, I, as a producer, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm working at work. Um, we're trying to do more videos for customers. And so as a producer, I've had these moments where like 10 minutes before something goes wrong and it's like a panic. You're trying to uh, figure out how to fix things and get people in the right position. So I could definitely see that where it's just like, Oh my God. And we have like, yeah, the groundhog's about to come out. Or maybe she just recently watched Miracle on 34th Street and was having a flashback <laughs> to the parade situation with Santa Claus at the beginning of that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think because it, it makes sense. You're going to like if someone's having an issue, where do you start? You don't say you don't start at are you reliving the same day over and over again? We're going to start <laughs> yeah, okay. with, OK, are you drunk? Are you high? Are you having a stroke? And then. Somewhere like seven or eight down the list is when you finally get to how many times have you relived the same day over and over again. And uh, yeah, I kind of feel like the the drunk uh, newscaster is kind of a trope. Um, you know, it's one mm. of those uh, stereotypes that exist for a reason. So she's, she's probably worked with a few. Though we get to say, we I think we remarked the first time through Groundhog Day that Rita wasn't really doing much, that, that Larry and 
and Phil knew the routine, the camera, the guy talking, the mic and everything. And, and Phil was kind of running the show. Here we get like Rita's earning her money. She actually does a little bit of producing. Um, you know, she's, she's dealing with the, the quote unquote talent, as Phil would say. She's got to kind of wrangle them in and get them focused and, and get them to do, do the bit. And then, you know, oh, we'll, we'll talk about your issues later. Uh, making her making her earn that money. Yeah, and it's 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 hard because you you kind of want you have to jump back to the early um like minute you know ten or nine when we fir- when we last see Rita and she last sees Phil when he's doing that. Oh, I don't want to eat with you guys. Larry makes a mess. I just want to go home and sleep. So in her mind, she thinks, all right, well maybe that's the one good thing he's going to do. Um, is that because yeah, she hasn't seen the first Groundhog Day like we have. <laughs> so, that's right. You know. She was not on the road with him. She wasn't there when he flipped Larry off and, and told them off. So to her, he's like, oh, okay, I guess he's going to go home and he's going to sleep. You know, he's going to sleep early and, and get this done. So that's the one good thing he's going to do. But now he shows up in this like weird, like uh, almost like anxiety, paranoid feeling. Like he's not straight up fear. We're going to get that later. Yeah. But right now it's this weird like, huh? 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 Like he's like that. Yeah. Like his head's on a swivel. Everything's just freaking him out. He's weirded out, but he hasn't freaked out, and nor has he embraced it, which we get at the very end. This is just, I don't, like, he, he hasn't even fully realized exactly what's wrong yet. Because it's like, he's still kind of maybe, like, is this just really strong deja vu? Did I just have a very vivid dream last night? <laughs> and, uh, but, and Bill Murray, his performance here, like, he has to play so many different levels throughout this movie. Um, and I think this is a great example of, for me, this is like peak Bill Murray acting um, when he's on camera here and he does um, the uncomfortable version of his monologue, but it's not to the nervous breakdown level uh, that we get to see <laughs> later, um, nor is it the I've rehearsed this 10,000 times level <laughs> that we also get to see later in the film. It's just the right level of I'm weirded out, but I'm trying to be professional, get through this. But mostly I'm just trying to get through this. Yeah. So him saying, can we be serious? It's almost it is almost a laughable thing to read it because she really was with him. And for those like, you know, two, three hours that she was with him from the studio to uh, to to the drive, he really wasn't serious. Everything's a joke. Everything is how annoyed he is. So he's not he's, he's just been like just trying to crack wise the whole time. So when he says that, she's kind of got a good point. Like, I, I don't know. Can you? Yeah, I like that response that that she gives because she's been because well one like is that he hasn't been serious i mean they just met yesterday they've kind of known each other for the length of the the drive up to punxatawney and then phil kind of went his separate ways didn't want to you know join them for dinner or hang out last night so all she knows of this guy is 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 kidding around and we see him in you know on that van ride she's smiling she's going along with it and, you know, his barbs can go both ways. It could be kind of just like a friendly poking fun or it could have been a more cynical, um, you know, taunting or teasing as he's, you know, she's saying, oh, I'm, you know, I think it's cute with the groundhog and the whole thing and and he's not having it. And so she's been like very light and kind of put the positive twist on his cynicism but she gets serious for a moment, kind of throws it back that I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to smile through all your barbs and all your, all your shenanigans. 
I like the little pushback from Rita here that, you know, shows showing a little backbone that she's just not going to, not going to go along with everything yeah, she, that, that he's shoveling. She gets it. She gets, you don't want to do this, but I'm, I'm the producer. I have my points I need to make with this, with our, with our videos. And after this, you can go back to the studio and you can call that network that you keep, you keep talking about and, you know, get your thing done. Go, go to the, whatever big city you want to talk about. But right now it's like, you know, you just show up out of the blue. Like you should have, yeah, it's like, if you didn't feel right, you should have came to us way earlier and we get to talk about this. Cause notice Larry really like he keeps whipping back between them and and the stage because I don't think mm-hmm. Larry's that that affected. Larry's like, all right, whatever. Heard Phil got like ten seconds to figure this out before the officials start like doing the procedure because Larry, you know, Larry's recorded this before, so he probably has seen like the certain telltales of okay, okay, they're starting to wave. Oh, I see that they're starting to make the move. So he's like, all right, he's not really affected by Phil right now. Later in the movie, you may see that. But right now he like does not care about whatever Phil's acting. He's like, Reed will handle this. I don't have to deal with this. I just, I'll just get the, I'll just get the B roll right now, and then, and then he goes, oh, we go, got to we got to come on. Like, let's, like Larry's actually, mm-hmm. if, if anything, Larry's almost the one that gets that men to into shape because then you know because Rita probably would stand there for another minute trying to kind of take this time to to rake Phil a bit, but there's no time. There's no time. Yeah, and that's and that's part of Phil's situation his deal whatever you want to call it that he's going to show up he doesn't you know he just shows up right on time they don't have they don't have the opportunity to really address um, what's going on with phil because yeah he shows up at gobbler's knob like a minute before they're going to start pulling the little guy out of his hole so he's he's got to get on it and then yeah we see like you said joe we see bill acting as phil acting like a weatherman who's, you know, who's, who's in a, a mental state to, to give this presentation that he, that he's really not in. And I thought this was interesting. Um, just contrasting what, what Phil says this minute or what he kind of starts to say, I think the very end of it is, is tomorrow, but what he says this minute versus what he said the first time through that I think was, uh, I think it was minute, minute 12 or, or 13 uh, for folks that want to flash back that like this is nowhere near as good you'd think because well, I mean, one of the things we've been talking about is oh he's been this is his fourth year up uh doing the, the groundhog day shoot from punxsutawney and he's bored with it already like he should know this by rote just ready to go and he's really off his game like there it, it really is he's not just repeating the same thing that he said um well, not yesterday, but the, the he's not repeating the same thing he said the first time. He's really thrown off. He really doesn't have his his game together. Yeah, uh, you know. he, yeah, you definitely see the rough edges. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he he seems frayed. I guess might be a good uh, that, description of this. That is that is what I was going to say too. It's it's less um, yeah controlled emotions and it's more basic instinct of being in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. Like he knows he knows the he knows the hot topics which are. Groundhog, Punxsutawney, and and winter. So there's no there's no preamble. There's no fancy talk. Uh, he's not smarmy. He's not in control. It's like yeah, it's literally just like he's almost at a primitive level of. Uh, and I'm here, and uh, this is what we have. Uh, uh, this again, again, <laughs> like that. It's just this. These like loose thoughts that he's trying to put right now for this live broadcast. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day. 
again. Well, and this this kind of <laughs> yeah. reminded me of uh, or made me think of his little the little spiel he gives to Mrs. Lancaster on on the first day when she asks about the weather. And he goes right into what we've seen him do previously for, you know, in the in the studio with the forecast when he goes through the whole, all this moisture coming up out of the south by midday is probably going to push off to the east at high altitudes. You know, he, he, he gives that whole thing to Mrs. Lancaster that kind of shows that he's well rehearsed and he's got his lines that he can just pull out. You know, normally he's got his lines that he can pull out and just do right on he kind of gives mrs lancaster really the same performance that he gave the camera in the studio so you kind of think like wow if you really know your stuff then just you know despite what's going on or, or the uncertainty with the deja vu and all that like he should be able to pull out that that speech that he had the first time that once a year the eyes of the nation turn to this tiny hamlet like it's actually pretty good the little thing that he had. And now he's like, Oh, it's, it's groundhog day. And here we are. Like, like I said, it's just very, he's just grasping at the basics. Oh, it's, it's groundhog day. Yeah. We're in Punxsutawney. We're going to see the, the groundhog. Like he, he doesn't to, remember the script. Yeah. He, he has no time to be rude. Cause he wasn't rude to Mrs. Lancaster this morning. He was very shaken up and same thing here is he doesn't have time to insult the <laughs> small town intelligence or how dumb this festival yeah. is. He's really on like he's almost like he's at, his manners are at basic level and his yeah where his uh, his mind is he has no time to <laughs> to to add the fancy nuances of how oh how much better I am than any, everyone else's um so th- yeah that's that's my notes I want to know what he's gonna say after the report I'm I'm ready <laughs> um, I I did want to circle back real quick to Rita I think it's really key here that we see. Um, the notes that you guys already gave of her slapping him. Like he says, I need a good slap and she instantly does it. And then also she gives the pushback when he says, I want to be serious. And she says, can you, because I feel like the uh, Rita in the van ride that we had earlier when she's laughing along, I feel like her laughter there is almost more for the audience to feel okay about what Phil is saying than revealing about her character. I mean, we do get the sense that she's, you know, she's, she's not going to be, um, you know, too hard on Phil. She's not going to be a horrible boss or anything like that. But that laughter is really signaling to the audience. It's okay to laugh at him being rude because she's going along with it. And this is where we see this other side that, you know, this more assertive, um, and professional side of her where she's, um, you know, handling the talent as, as Bill Murray insists to be called, you know, the talent. (laughs) Yeah. I I like that from the, the, the movie making perspective that, that we can go along and, and, and laugh at him being rude to her because she's laughing. But then it is nice to see she's just not going to roll over to whatever he's going to say and do. My yeah, my in story cover for it is uh, is you know she's she's giving him rope that like maybe it's because he's cranky after work and the drive and everything. So she's like, so as I said, like when she, when he says no, I don't want to eat with you. Larry's messy. I'm just going to go home and sleep. She's like, all right, man, that's probably the best thing. And so now here we are, you know, yeah, Phil didn't give them any time to prep because like I was just thinking about that, comparing it to the previous years. He's been in the hotel and all he had to do is walk down the stairs and walk outside. And there he is, a gobbler's mm-hmm. knob. But now he's at he's at bed and breakfast about, I think, you know, I'm guessing about four to five blocks away. And he hasn't really given much time. He probably didn't give much time. He probably did six o'clock and maybe, yeah, maybe the groundhog thing is at like 615 or something. 
So that whole time of him, the guy in the in the stairwell, Mrs. Lancaster, Ned, all that stuff is within like you know the the, the walk mm-hmm. he makes, and yeah, it makes it real tight. He you know so. So yeah, because you know probably him and Larry earlier in the in the previous years they probably both like all right let's both go down let's both go up and get set up and you know Rita and Larry they're down there they're waiting for Phil they're probably not worried because like all right he's still got a few minutes but yeah he doesn't give any time to prep and he shows up acting crazy I mean not, we haven't <laughs> seen super crazy but he's definitely not acting like the Phil of what they believe was the previous day yeah and I think um, that. I mean, go back to the the. I like how Sean put it, like the the movie making side of her laughing. I think it's important for the audience that Phil. We know Phil is a jerk, but he's not like a supervillain bad guy. <laughs> um, he, he he's yeah. unpleasant, uh, and, and he says rude things. But there are a lot of people who, if they got stuck in a time loop with no consequences, would do way worse things than what we see him do. <laughs> like we see him <laughs> do bad things, but not like super villain bad guy on a cop show bad things right he's uh, well he, he does uh, steal some bad i mean things. he does steal he does steal the money but but like think about like with the women that he wants to be with he seduces them and he makes it consensual he never does you know the really bad things that some people who lived in a world with no consequences <laughs> might do in those situations and when he when he wants to end it all he ends himself he doesn't end other people the way people who want to get out of a bad situation yeah, um, he might do so so super jerk but not you know on the spectrum of bad guys <laughs> we've seen worse portrayed in film and there are worse in the real world certainly right yeah other other than phil the uh, the groundhog at one point that he takes out, but yeah, you're right. So when he does, yeah, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't hack into a NORAD and call a, a you know, a missile strike to blow up the town or anything. Yes. He's just, you know, when he, when he's ready to end it all, he's just ending himself. He's not seeing who he can take out with him. Yeah, uh, exactly. If, if there was, if there was a day where he went crazy, son of Sam, I'm glad we didn't see that. Cause that was, yeah, exactly. that'd be hard to come back from to be like, and now he's just, Oh, he's being so goofy. You're like, now I saw what he did that one day. That was that women and children, man. That was crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. And so the tone of, I mean, this is a morality tale. This is a fable, like a, you know, a Christmas Carol style morality fa- uh, fable, but it's the, you know, the, um, the saving of someone who is a jerk, not someone who is morally depraved. Right. Yeah. And I think part of the, Part of the lesson, I don't know if this was intended, but one of the things I take away is that, you know, Phil is grumpy and he's cynical and, you know, Phil is the the Phil that he is in the beginning of the movie because of the issues he has with himself, because he doesn't really like himself. It's not that he doesn't like. Yes. He doesn't. It's not that he doesn't like Rita or doesn't like Larry or doesn't like these other people. It's he doesn't like he's got to learn to like himself and be comfortable with his own existence. Whereas yeah, for him to go on uh, <laughs> just like a, a massive killing streak or instead of being, you know, cause instead of being like Don Juan seducer of every single woman in this town, he could have been like, Oh, I'm going to be Jack the Ripper <laughs> and I'm going to kill every woman down. Yeah. And that would be like, okay, that isn't that you don't like yourself. Like you really do have issues with everyone. So I think that that is a that's a, a much different movie <laughs> where we get that. Kind yes. Of yeah. I, I love the one we have. I'm glad yes. this is the, the way they went. And I I like what you just said, because I think one of the most important lines in the movie is when Bill Murray, uh, you know, says exasperatedly, I don't even like myself like that is OK. This right. is who the character is. And this is one of the transitions that we need to see happen. 
Do you? Yeah, I'll, I'll buy all that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so, uh, so that, that covers my notes for, for mm-hmm. minute 23. Kind of sounds Same. like is you good, Dave and Joe? Yeah, I okay. do just want to say, uh, if you're watching, do make special note of Bill Murray's facial acting when uh, Chris Elliott offers to slap oh. his other cheek. It is just a great look <laughs> of, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's another one where those it's there's those levels of of Bill Murray acting like Phil, acting like he's not just going <laughs> to slap Larry for even suggesting it. It's like, oh, I'm in, you know, I'm in front of the producer. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say what I really want to say at this moment. He does a lot of, yeah, just little facial ticks and things that go by in in less than a second, and it's kind of it's it's in between lines. It's yeah, when when Larry makes that suggestion, so I like that. That's that's a good a good note. <laughs> yes, yeah, Bill Bill Murray in this, I. I, I I love Bill Murray as an actor and I think he is a comedic genius, but I have seen some of his performances where I felt like he didn't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he felt like his heart wasn't in the performance in some of the things I've seen him in. And I feel like every time the camera's on him in this, he's giving his all and he's layering in, like you said, these little moments in between lines that are funny, uh, you know, th- that um, are going to pop in a way that just him standing there and taking the line from Chris Elliott could have worked. Right. And no one would have noticed if he didn't do something, but uh, you know, he invested that, split second of this great facial reaction into the performance. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that Harold Ramis mentions in the, uh, the director's commentary on the Blu-ray is he, he mentions a, an interview that Bill Murray did where uh, Bill says that uh, he thinks Groundhog Day, this is, this is probably his best work. And he thinks it's also the best work that, that Ramis has done. And yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree. I think it's, it's, it's kind of the, an apex for both of them for, for much of the the reasons that you state. All right. So, so Joe, if, if people uh, like what you're saying and want to hear even more of your, your insightful commentary, is there, is there some place where they can hear you do that? Yes. I co-host the protagonist podcast. Uh, my co-host is named Todd Mack. And each week we talk about a great character in a great story. And we rotate in lots of guests from the podcasting community to come on and talk about their favorite characters. And we kind of dissect what makes um, the character and the story itself pop. And we rotate through. Uh, we try and every month hit a comic book, a TV show, a novel, and a film. And we try and bounce through all sorts of genres and time periods and just cast a wide net looking for great characters and great stories wherever they may may be found and uh if you just go look through i mean however you're listening to this if you search uh for protagonist podcast you'd probably find it through itunes or any other uh podcasting app that you listen to. yeah and that that's part of our uh the our friends over at dueling genre so you're kind of part of that that's correct yeah we are part of the dueling genre network there so i would encourage people to check that uh, out many movie by minute there oh yeah yeah, yeah. So there's there's lots of good stuff in addition to uh, the great protagonist podcast that I would encourage our listeners um, when they're not listening to to this, of course. <laughs> so all right, let me let me yeah, wrap right, this priorities up. priorities where they yeah. are right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, that, that's something for us for that's it for us today. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. If there is one, <laughs> are you drunk or something? <laughs>